If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. You're listening to Paranormal Portal on Revolver Podcasts. Hey everyone, Don with Paranormal Portal. As I promised in the last episode with Stephen Major of Extreme Expeditions Northwest LLC, uh, here is the second hour of that show that we made available just for you folks. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Searching for Sasquatch with Stephen Major. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now entering our number two of the Paranormal Portal. Uh, you know, I, I honest to God, I sat down in my chair after the break, and I, and I felt like I should be wearing a seatbelt. I, really I swear to God. Strap in. I was like, I was like sitting here going, uh, oh, this, <laughs> it's that kind of show. I mean, this is really like these cliffhangers and these exciting stories just got me sitting on the edge of the seat totally. I mean, honest to God. It's pretty great. But our guest tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is Mr. Stephen Major of Extreme Expeditions Northwest. And he is, uh, they do expeditions searching for Sasquatch, Bigfoot all over the place. And uh, just some uh, amazing stories. And thanks so much for being here again, Stephen. It's been uh, uh, just outstanding. And I can tell you, one show is not going to be enough. (laughs) Oh, man. No, I appreciate it. I very much. You know, but one thing I, you know, I got to, I, I got to give a shout out to uh, somebody here oh, sure. quickly. By all means. And I have to say this. Well, you know, when I, I have to go back real quick to when I first decided that I was going to do an official expedition, right? I needed uh-huh. a team, right? Right. I need, I, because I, you know, I'm not going to go out and I'm not going to go in the areas where we're going unless I got a team. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I thought of was, 
guys from my old unit when I served in the military. Charlie Company, 4th and 23rd Infantry, right? Mm -hmm. So I start looking for guys, and uh, a lot of them I couldn't find, but I want to give a shout-out to uh, Richard Whitehurst, who is a guy I served with in the 4th and 23rd Infantry, Charlie Company, and Alpha Company in Korea. And he he answered the call. I said, Whitey. We called him Whitey. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, bud, here's the deal. we got a new gig going, man. We're going after Bigfoot. And he's like, when do I need to be there? <laughs> and, That's awesome. And anyways, so yeah, he, he was the first, he, he showed up, man. And, and he was the first guy uh, that answered the call. And we, we, you know, we did that. Uh, the Bigfoot 2017 expedition was, was our first official expedition. So I really want to give a shout out to him and, oh, and any of my uh, fellow veterans that are out there, you know, so anyways. Okay. So. We're going to segue here from – okay, so after the story I just told you about the encounter and all that kind of stuff, right? And, and so coming back. So I think we think we got it nailed down here on Vancouver Island. It's, we, we just don't have the gear that we need or whatever. You know, We just can't get it right, man. We're having these encounters like the one I just shared with you. <laughs> and so – I'm just sitting here at home and I'm like, oh man, what are we going to do? What else do I need? You know, do I get, need to get Tom Biscardi involved? I, I don't know. You guys know who Tom Biscardi is, right? The godfather yeah, of Bigfoot? I, I do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Anyways, so uh, he wasn't having none of it unless I paid him. But anyways, <laughs> other than that, so, so anyways, I get this, I get this email. I get this email from a guy and he says, hey man. I see you're doing a lot of stuff, and you seem like you're really, really serious about stuff. And he says, have you ever heard of a place called Port Chatham, Alaska? Mm-hmm. And you know, and I'm like, no. And he says, well, you ought to check it out. And that was it. It was kind of like one of those anonymous emails, right? Right. So I Google Port Chatham, Alaska, and I'm like – and I start reading this, and I'm going, oh, my god. The, and the first article I get is – uh, o- only in your state or something, <laughs> and they say the, the the town in Alaska that people the the remote abandoned town in Alaska that people stay far far away from. Mm-hmm. So I start reading about Port Chatham, Alaska, and it's like here's this town you know was established in you know the 1800s by uh, the port uh, on the Gulf, you know, coast there, Port Chatham, Alaska, off the Kenai Peninsula. There was a fishing town. It was in 1910, and by 1950, everyone, the place, everyone picked up in 1950 and just flipping abandoned it. Yeah, left because there was this beast there, who the natives refer to as Nantinok, also known, translated as loosely, loosely translated as the hairy man. And I'm reading this stuff, and it's like killing people, and it's like eating them and doing all this kind of stuff. Wow. And then a light bulb goes off in my head, and I'm thinking, what, what is my ultimate goal here? My ultimate goal is to prove that Bigfoot definitively exists. Sure. All right? Mm-hmm. So – and I'm thinking, well, here we are on Vancouver Island. I can't shoot this thing. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's I don't feel like it's going to kill me. You know, I can't I, I cannot do it. Right. It, it I cannot do it. And so my thought was this Port Chatham, Alaska sounds like the place, right? So we can go up there and we don't have to chase him. He's going to chase us. 
and he's going to try to kill me so I can shoot him, self-defense, I got a body. <laughs> yeah. And that was really my – I mean I'm putting it very simplistic, but that was kind of my thought, right? Right. So this is a place to go and get a load of this. No one has ever been there before in the Bigfoot research community. Really? No one. That's amazing. Virgin territory, right? Yeah. Now – there was a series, uh, and I'm not going to mention any names, and there was a series. It didn't last very long. It was on TV, and they have an episode about where they go to Port Chatham, Alaska, right? Okay. So I'm watching this series, right? Yeah. Well, they didn't really go to Port Chatham, Alaska. Oh. So I call them up, and I'm going, what's going on here? And they said, well, we're just we're, we're just into entertainment. It was a great story, but they didn't go there. Oh, what a kind so, job. Wow. Yeah, right. So anyway, so they had never really gone there. So I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to go there. So I start making plans, right? Mm-hmm. So I start look, and I start going, oh, God, we're going to go to Port Chatham, Alaska. And then, then I find out, oh, Port Chatham, Alaska, I can't go there, man. It's like it's it's a, a sacred native uh, site, right? Oh. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So anyway, so I spend six months, and I literally am not kidding you. I spend six months finding out which Native American, which community owns it, mm-hmm. who the people are. And it, dude, it was like six months. It's artist work. And I finally found out which Native corporate in Alaska, the Native corporations. I mean, I went through, I know the whole history of it, Alaska, anyway. Now, but anyways, so I finally find out who owns a place, who's in, why no one's there, and whatever, and I get permission to go. Oh, and nice. it took me months and months and months to get permission to go because mm-hmm. you never, ever go on Native land without permission. Right. So, anyway, so we got permission to go in there and I'm like, okay, great. So, what am I going to do? Okay, I'm not going by myself, so it's like I need a team, right? So I admit, so I have to, so I'm like, who are the best people in the world to go with me, right? Right. And then I, re, I had this experience. I met a guy by the name of Adam Dave Davis. Everybody calls him Adam Davies, right? But right. His name is Adam Davis, right? Very famous cryptozoologist, sure. adventurer, whatever. Yep. And I, I, I done some. I met him one time, and we did some stuff on Vancouver Island. I really enjoyed my time with him, and I thought, okay, great. So I, so I'm like, okay. So I call up Adam. And I said, hey man, here's a deal. We're going to Port Chatham, Alaska. Are you in? And he's like. Well, bloody hell, yes, I'm in. <laughs> you know, have to give me his so anyway, so Adam and I, I say, okay, here's the date. We're going, whatever. So I get Adam together, and I thought, wait a minute. We can't – this is so historic because we're, we actually are going to be the first people in the history of Bigfoot research and investigation going to this place. we got to make a film about it, right? Right. Yep. So I post this ad, and I'm like, okay, I want a film crew. We're going to go to Port Chatham, Alaska, and you may not – you know, you may not come back alive, and here's the history of <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know, so – so I start getting all these replies back, you know, all these Hollywood – oh, yeah, we want to do it, and we want to do it. And, and then uh, I get this kid, right, mm-hmm. from Kenai Peninsula, and he says, my name's Josiah Martin, and I own Martin Media, and I live in Kenai, Alaska. And I've never done a film before. I'm a vlogger, but I really, really want to shoot this film. Wow. And I'm like – and this is like three months before we're going, right? 
and I'm like, oh, man, I don't know this guy. So I got like 50 replies, and I'm calling these people back. And so anyways, but this kid was so, so persistent in that. So anyways, long the short of it, everybody else said, yeah, they want to go, and they you know, they want $50,000. They want all this money, and I'm like, Where am I? you know, forget about it. So anyways, long the short of it is I, I say, okay, okay, Josiah, you're in. We're going to give you a shot. You're going to film this. Adam, we're going. We booked the flights. We go up there. So we get into Homer, Alaska, right? Mm-hmm. We get into Homer, Alaska, and then it's like, well, we got to get out to Port Chatham, right? Right. And uh, I had tried to lay, tried to find somebody to take us before we got there, but nobody seemed too interested. So we get into Port Chatham, we get into Homer, Alaska. We can't find anybody that will take us out there. Oh. In fact, nobody even wants to talk about the place, let alone find somebody to take us out there. I'm, I'm trying, you know, flow plane services, this and that, and they've got all these excuses. I want to go out there. Mm-hmm. So long and the short of it is, to get out to ho- to get out there, we finally found a guy in 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 one of the, that uh, basically we had to bribe his ass to take us out there. <laughs> wow! Because, well, that's when it started becoming real, man. Right. Yeah. It's because when you get up there, nobody wants to really talk about it, and no, even people that live there, even though it's only forty, you know, like forty-five miles by boat, out there, nobody in Homer, Alaska, had actually been there. Wow, that's amazing. Nobody wanted to touch you know, it. No, because and and then no, you know why? Huh? Because it's one place. It's the place of death. Mm, sure. Right. You you don't you don't want to go there. So, anyways, long and the short of it is, you know, we ba- we basically had to bribe this guy, and he said, "Look, I'll take you out there. Mm-hmm. I'll take you out there, and this is how much money, and I'm going to take you out there, and I'm going to drop your ass off out there." <laughs> <laughs> so, so we got this guy to take us out there in a boat, and, and, and wonderful, wonderful guy, and he, he took us out there, and uh, he said, "Do you guys have a satellite phone?" And we're like, "Well, no," and he goes. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to give you mine and I'm going to take you out there and I'm going to drop you off. And I want you to text me every 12 hours and just say all is well in Port Chatham. Hmm. And, uh, so anyways, he takes us out there and, uh, we get out there and we, we do a little looking around and then he, uh, he drops us off and he says, oh, okay, I want to hear from you every 12 hours. I'm going to call the Coast Guard and everybody else and stuff like that. And so we found us a little place on this open spit and uh, basically he dropped us off and we were there for two days. Wow. Okay. And I was scared shitless the entire time I was there. <laughs> I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine what that felt like. It was well because I got it. And here's the thing: we have an entire film about that, which we shot, which we haven't. We 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 have three films in the can right now, and this one has never been shown. It's basically me. It's basically Adam, and it is our cameraman Josiah Martin from Martin Media, who was brave enough to go out there with us. Mm. And you know. It, to to us, you look at it in retrospect, it was like the equivalent of being on the uh, you know do, doing the Apollo Eleven thing. So anyway, so we're we're out there. We don't know what to expect. We didn't sleep for forty eight hours. Um, Josiah did, but Adam and I didn't. Mm. Um, we didn't really we didn't know what to expect. We didn't find anything significant except for the last night that we were there, 
And I don't know if you guys saw that, but we gave a preview of that Fleur video mm, yeah, at I the did. Roundup. Did you guys see that? I did. Yes, I did. Yep. That was the last night that we were there. And it's like we didn't – I mean because we, we were so scared. We just hung on that little point, that little spit that was there. Sure. Because, I mean during the daytime, we'd walk around, but – you know, it's like we weren't getting any action. So Adam says, I'm going to do some calling. And I'm like, oh, OK. <laughs> so Adam starts doing this vocal, you know, vocalization yeah. stuff. And it, it, it was it was dark. And all of a sudden he gets this. We hear this this call back. And Adam's doing this, ooh, ooh, you know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I'm looking with the flur. We first we hear this answer back. and I'm like, holy crap. And I get out my little flur and I'm looking up in that hill and all of a sudden, I see that heat signature coming down the hill. Oh, jeez! And, and uh, oh my God! And it's like it, it, I thought it, it was. Like, and here's the thing: we were there at the lowest tide possible. So from the spit we were on to that mountain where you went up, the tide had gone completely out. It could have ran right across at us, right? Oh. And I'm like telling Adam, I'm just like going, "Oh my gosh, I didn't expect it is." But, anyways, thankfully, it stopped about halfway down the hill and that is the flur video that no one's ever seen that before except for you guys mm-hmm. and that we're at the roundup we finally showed that because we don't know what to do with it because it's not definitive right i mean sure. it's just something that came down the hill so that was uh that was our first experience in port chatham alaska and it was quite harrowing i will tell you that but since then um since then we've been there uh two more times after that okay. which led to the filming of in search of the pork Chatham Harry man, which we did in a follow-up deal in September of 2018, and uh, I, I I love the film. I'm glad you watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, for though, there's a lot of people that don't really understand what the film is about, but the film is about what it says it's about. It's about the first Bigfoot research and investigation team to go into Port Chatham, Alaska. Right. The first for real. Yeah. And it's and, and uh, to go in there and spend a couple of days uh, researching the old town site of Portlock. And, uh, you know, we did get some evidence. I don't know if you saw you, you recall the Fleur video that uh, we had gotten from that. Yep. The, I did see that. Um, and and I, I remember the part with the trail cam that you that you'd forgotten to turn on. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> The one that you oh, had mounted well, on that pole. <laughs> you know, Ashley, I'm glad I'm glad that you remembered that because yeah. you know what? It's our film. We didn't have to put that in the film. No, I it love was that you did. Film. I love that you did though, because it made it, it made it real to me. Um oh, yeah. Amen, brother. I love what you're saying right there. And that's the reason why I left that in the film, is mm-hmm. because even though those are the kind of things that happen for real life on these expeditions right yeah absolutely i mean because you're you're out there and you're under a tremendous amount of strain okay Mm -hmm. because you've been you're you're, you you know you're trying to be acutely aware of everything that's going out you're in a very dangerous place and mistakes happen and that was my mistake don't don't think i don't lose any sleep over that but (laughs) i hear you we left that you know but i don't because that shit happens and Mm -hmm. if anybody out there thinks this shit doesn't happen they're full of crap because you just are wore out and you yeah. will make mistakes when you're out there that looks like you're, 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 
that looked like. You know, like, you're so – Go ahead. Yeah, you're so burned out from being a hyper-aware. Right. Now, that looked like really tough terrain on top of that. What you guys are – the scrub you guys are going through, it's like there's there's no paths except the one that you make when you go through there. It's all just scrub and, and overgrown, isn't it? Dude, let me tell you. That place is Jurassic Park. I yeah. mean, first of all, you've got – you know, talking about the film. Okay, we've been we had been in there once before, mm-hmm. and and then, but we had never been in there to the extent that we were this time. And you get in there, and it's like you, it's like it's one of those weird, you know, it's one of those sci-fi movies, man. Like yeah. where you're going into this area, and everything is like huge and scary, and there's something, you know, something out here that killed a lot of people, <laughs> you know, that may want to come and kill you, yep. and you're going and something. It's just like crazy, but there – when the area where I screwed up and I didn't – you know, I screwed up the game camera, right? Mm-hmm. In that particular area, what led us to that was we had – that was the second day that we were there, and we we had spent the first day going through the old Portlock town site and going around there and where she had saw the tree peeking and we were doing all that kind of stuff in the lagoon where the body was. And I just had a feeling something told me that we needed to go to the area, that particular area where we let that game camera. Mm-hmm. And when we pulled up – and it just so happened that the beach – that the beach area – you know where that led up to where I, I screwed up with the game camera mm-hmm. was the closest point to our ship where oh. we were anchored. Okay, and I something told me we needed to go there, and because there was a stream coming down there, and I said let's go to that area. And when we pulled up to that beach that morning, there were tracks in on in the sand. Yeah. Wow. And it was the closest point to us, and there were tracks, but they were indiscernible. What they were, you could tell they were relatively large. But the tide had come in and had gone out, right. and then we went up just a little bit into the woods, and that's when we found the beautiful imprint that you can't see where the poop on video. And we were following a fre- we were that imprint led to fresh dirt where something had ran in bigger imprints, and that's what led us up to what we call the Valley of Death. Yeah. Where I left the game camera, and that the, you know the funny thing is, is watching that the the even sitting on my couch watching it, <laughs> it was just so suspenseful because you could just I don't know something about the air you know it just everything seemed to change once you went in that other place because when you're in the the first place you guys landed on and went in it it was seemed very interesting but it didn't have the same kind of charge as that that Valley of Death that yeah. you're talking about I mean even through the camera and through watching it on my TV. I could feel like, ooh, I don't think I'd like that place. Dude, I'll tell you. No, it was very intense going up there, especially when we we found that imprint. Mm-hmm. And then we found others. But you could see, you know, we could see. Then we found other stuff where the toes had ran, where it had ran. Mm-hmm. And we were following it up that. And that's when I had my siding. Because mm-hmm. that canyon, it kind of boxes. And there's some stuff in the film that's not there, and I it, that that are raw. When I saw, you know, we got up there about a hundred yards up in there, and we'd split off. We were in a V formation. Beans and those guys were over on my right flank, and I was on the left. It was me and Mary Bath, and we're going up there. And all of a sudden, I'm taking a step, and all of a sudden, through the left, my left eye, I caught this thing, 
bolting just in between there was like a gap of about 25 feet in Mm -hmm. between two trees and i saw something and all of a sudden it was like here's this gray shadow i mean boom and here's this thing and i could see the arms and i could see the leg up you know from the knee up a thigh and i saw the head and it was gray white and it had like a white mohawk it had a conical head and it just went boom right by me and i'm like and i had to stop and i I was looking at the raw unedited video of that the other night which isn't in the film because uh, we don't know what to do with that yet sure and uh but here's the thing that's significant about that i'm not sure exactly what i saw i know what I saw it looks like right. Mm-hmm. I know what I saw. It was, and we could get a scale of it from the trees, and it was about seven, seven and a half feet tall. Mm-hmm. It, it, but it didn't. What it didn't look like a BC Sasquatch. It looked like a Yeti. I mean, oh. it was tall and it was lean. It didn't have a big butt. You know, I mean, it was like it was big chested. And, and the most prominent things that I uh, of it was. The fingers, and I don't know if those were claws or what they were, and then the little white mohawk and the conical head. It didn't look at me, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. It, did, it didn't turn. It didn't look at me. It, it was just running, and I figured, well, we were in this V formation. We're going to this valley, and it's going to catch – You know, and it's like I'm going to have to do one of two things. I'm going to have to attack these people. They got guns, or I'm going to have to – or if I go another 50 yards, I'm on the exposed beach, so I'm just going to be beeline around them, right? Wow, yeah. And uh, that was significant. I mean, that that was a deal. And if I would have had my GoPro on my head rather than on my chest, I probably would have got it on film. Jeez. that's uh, really cool. Now that is interesting that it even looked differently. But I, you know, I suppose, you know, like when you look at people, when you look at a population of people, we have a lot of physical variations too. So it's very possible they do within their species as well. Um, that there's just, you know, tall ones, skinny ones, fat ones, you know, maybe there's a whole well, spectrum, but we're just about to head to the last break. Uh, we got about a minute left, so, uh, but go ahead. Okay, you know, what, what I want to say, what you're on the right track there, and the reason I think it looks more Yeti-like, and though it's built differently than the BC Sasquatch, is because of the environment it lives in. It has to be a predator, mm-hmm. because it, you don't have all this lush vegetation, and all these, you don't have big salmon runs in there, you don't have all these things, so it has to be more of a predator. Oh, so it's okay. more of a carnivore than an omnivore. So it's built differently because about you know you've got it has huge bears to compete with in that area, and uh, it's going to have to hunt for food. Very cool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go to our last break of the night. But I do want to remind you, if you want to ask any questions of our guest tonight, please feel free seven two zero nine two three zero five zero zero again seven two zero nine two three zero five zero zero. Uh, and you can call in and ask away. We'll be waiting, but uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with the last half hour of our show tonight. So don't go away. Be back. Hey guys, Brent Thomas here of the Paranormal Portal Podcast. We just wanted to take a moment to introduce you to the Paranormal Portal store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, leggings, stickers, mugs, 
you name it, you might find it over there. So head on over to teespring.com slash stores slash paranormal dash portal. And you too can help fund the Paranormal Portal podcast. Thank you so much for all that you do. And thank you for being a part of our Paranormal Portal family. guys are enjoying the show and uh if you aren't aware our, our guest tonight is mr stephen major of extreme expeditions northwest, northwest llc and and stephen right away we got a couple questions from the chat that came in that i'd like to ask you before i forget um the first one being uh have you ever worked with john bindernagel no okay oh my gosh and you know what i was up on the island and I actually was going to be meeting with him uh, the day before he died. Oh. And it, I was, it, was, it was a terrible situation. We were up there on the island, and we had an appointment to meet with him, you know, the day, the day before he passed away. He was, I, he's a man I greatly respect, mm-hmm. and I really wanted the opportunity to meet with him. And unfortunately, no, we did not. Mm-hmm. He, was a, he was a great researcher. Yeah. And uh, – he had some phenomenal, um, you know, he had some good tracks. A friend of mine's got an imprint that he took up there in uh, Seward, uh, Sayward in 2014. But no, I did not. He's oh. a good man. Yeah. And then, Don, what was the other one? Uh, one of our, uh, Asher wanted me to ask if uh, you've ever seen any orbs or, and I'm going to add maybe other paranormal things while you were investigating. Who uh, who asked that? Uh, one of our chatters. His name is Asher. Well, Asher, uh, Asher, thank you for asking that because I I wanted to talk about that. That was one thing. Okay, I was never. I'm not not a real big paranormal guy, right? Uh-huh. And where I mean, in the aspect of like, because I believe that uh, Sasquatch is you know a relic hominoid, right? Grew up. A, parallel with us and stuff Mm -hmm. but the more time i spend out there in in, in the bush the more i start seeing these weird things and when when it comes to comes to the orb things i actually saw orbs for the first time and that was in february of 2018 Mm -hmm. and it was actually february 25th of 2018 and it was in conjunction with that Fleur video uh-huh. that I recently posted where we've got something on the beach, right? It was in the yeah. same area. Oh. And we were sitting in – we were on the boat and, God, it was in the middle of winter and, dude, it was like so cold, you know. And uh, and we were sitting there and it was late and we're looking out the windows on the back deck of that boat and I saw these weird lights, Right. Uh-huh. And I can't tell you exactly where it is. I saw these weird lights and they were round and there was like six or eight of them. And they were like just kind of floating up and, and they they moved from 
because there was a, we were in this very small inlet. It was very narrow, and it was all it, the mountains went straight up, right? Mm-hmm. And then here, here are these lights, and there's like six or eight of them. They were different colors, and but they were they, they were perfectly round, perfectly round, uh-huh. and they some of them were like whitish green and yellow and blue and purple and they were just kind of floating up there was a red one in there and they were like floating up over the ridge and then they got to the top and and they kind of just went over and i never know what that is and i actually tried to take i took photos of those i took photos okay they didn't show up in the photos so i don't know what they are that's amazing but i i think i think they were what orbs yeah that's what it sounds like and they are really strange i i don't i don't I can't wrap my head around them. They're just these strange anomalies. Are they intelligent? Are they something else? I don't know. Are they little UFOs? I don't know, but very strange. Hmm. But we also got a call here uh, if you're ready to take a call. Sure. Okay. So this is area code 480. You're on the air. Hi. This Hi. is Jess. Hi, Jess. Welcome um, to the show. Hey, Brent and Don. Hey. Um, I do have a question for Stephen. I was just wondering... Have you ever met Kevin Lang, the guy that uh, was befriended the Bigfoot named Glag? No, I have not. The, the name sounds familiar, you know, familiar, but no, I, 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 I don't know him or the story. Can you tell me about that? Um, the story is he was a kid and. Uh, he, he needed a friend, and Glag was a young Bigfoot that um, needed someone, too, because he lost his parents. So supposedly yep. some people killed his parents, if and I'm getting where that it, right. Where, where did this occur? Um, what was it? Uh, Brent, was it was that? In, it was in Idaho. Like, yeah. uh, Montana? No, it was in Idaho. Minnesota or something? It was in Idaho, Jess. Idaho? Yeah. Oh, it was? I wasn't sure which which uh, uh, state it was. Yeah, essentially the yeah, story goes that uh, he was uh, out deer hunting and uh, he, he was kind of a uh, his he was kind of having a tough time with his brothers and stuff. So he spent a lot of time on the forest. He was out deer yeah. hunting, and uh, he was he had shot this deer and had it strung up in a tree and uh, he's sitting there up in his deer stand and he hears some some weird grunting and noises. So he he kind of gets down out of his deer stand and looks over and there's this little like almost like a uh, looks like a uh, young teenage boy jumping up trying to grab his his deer but it's like got hair all over it and so the story as the story he he shared he you know goes on to uh, end up meeting the the uh Sasquatch through because it was basically starving and he assumed that the parents got killed or were taken out somehow and so they they just had this unlikely friendship occur so some someone that answered me in 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 uh when when I chat asked about Glag um his parents supposedly had got killed yeah it's not really clear what happened yeah, to the parents yeah, we're not really sure uh, what happened to the parents, according to to Kevin, who was on the show, I don't know, quite a while ago now. But uh, yeah, he, yeah. he he shared his story on the show, uh, Stephen. If you're ever interested in checking it out, I can yeah, it was let you a know. great story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 you met Duke, I take it, Stephen? No, Duke, no. That'd be Duke. No, you never met Duke Sullivan, uh, Brian Duke Sullivan, Sullivan of World Bigfoot Radio. Have you ever met him? 
No, I have not. I, I, I have, you know, to be honest with you, I haven't met a lot of people. I've just kind of been doing my own thing. I've met very few, but no, that's someone I have not. No. Oh, he's 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 a mod in the chat. Yeah. Well, I'd love to meet him. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. You, you, you'll, you'll see you'll see him as Brian Saul then, but we call him Duke. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Pretty no, cool I have guy. not. Huh, right. I was just curious. Okay. Well, thanks for the call, Jess. Yeah, you haven't been doing this. Yeah, you haven't been no. doing this this long, so. No, okay. I'm still a well, still a newcomer. Only two years. <laughs> still a newcomer. All right, perfect. Well, thank okay. you so much, Jess. We appreciate well, thank, you calling. Thanks for answering my questions. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Sorry, sometimes it's hard to to the, because of the way the call system works. Yeah, it, people don't hear each other as well as I I would hope they would, but for the most part, it works pretty good. But that's great to hear from you, Jess. Thank you for those questions. Um, so now I kind of ask you. About the infrared thing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think oh, they can see them? Yeah. Oh, no. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Okay. You were talking about the infrared that I posted, right? Well, um, I'm talking about basically trail cams. How people say. Oh, okay. You know, okay. See... Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. I'm going to go on a limb here. Okay. Sure. I, I honestly believe that they, they can see them and they know what they are. Sure. And yeah. they avoid them. And, and and I'm not basing that just on the fact that we've never got any on a game camera before, but what we have found, particularly in the Port Chatham area, is we will find, you know, trackways that it will lead to the general area, and then when they get with like at a certain range of those things, oh. then they then they 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 go right or left. Oh, okay. And. So I, I I really believe and, and the same on 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 you know on Vancouver Island up there in BC, because man it's like you know we put the things out and we put lots of them out mm-hmm. and there when we when we go and look for evidence of you know trackways or sign the next day it's like dude they never get they never get close so I I really believe that they they see them they know what they are mm-hmm. and we've tried disguising them you know we've tried all that shit and it doesn't work. <laughs> so I, yeah. I think they do know. Right. I, I think you're right. I think that, you know, we take it for granted that we think we're hiding something pretty good, but it's like they know what their house looks like and they know the way things should look. Right. And when some when we when we change something, I think for them it sticks out like a sore thumb. Oh, totally agree with you. And, you know, on that recent uh, deal we did up there right after the roundup, we went to uh, – you know, County. up to uh, Stevens County. Yep. Um, you know, we got invited up there by Will, you know, from the Bigfoot of Stevens County, and we went to that area there, and there's definitely something there. And we had game cameras 24 ways till Sunday, Matt. <laughs> and we got vocalizations, and we've got other evidence. You'll have to wait for the film to see it. But we got nothing on the game cameras. And I was thoroughly convinced after that yeah. that they know. They must. They just must. We got another question in the in the chat, and this is from uh, Crow Creek Cryptids. Has asked, has Stephen seen eye glow or just eye shine? Oh no! Hey, that's a great question. That's a, um, I have I've only seen eye glow once, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that was on Vancouver Island, and it was red, oh. and it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But I, I've only seen that once. You know, 
and significantly, we we haven't seen that any other time. Even though we've been in close proximity and it's been at night, there was just this one time. Now I always wonder what that's all about. Maybe uh, our crow friend here can elaborate on that. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, there's a lot of question regarding do their eyes glow or is it just a mild reflection of light? And I'm I'm pretty convinced they must be their eyes must be so sensitive, their retinas must be so sensitive that it's you know any any basic minor amount of illumination could probably create the glow in their eyes. But uh, some people are convinced that their eyes actually glow. But I you know for that to me that where I get stuck on that one, Stephen, is that. If the eyes are emitting light, how can they receive light, you know? No, I agree with you because yeah. I've seen uh, – we've we've got eyes shine before. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, eyes shine where we've got a spotlight going. Um, where we shot that uh, that FLIR video, you know, out, out in that area, one of the things I want to say about that FLIR video, which I, which I just recently posted was, you know, during that time, we didn't just get that FLIR video. Mm -hmm. um, in addition to that, um, that was a trip. That was a, a trip I did. Adam Davis was on that trip, and he had done some of his calling stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And he got this loudest vocalization that I had ever heard. I mean, it was like <laughs> incredible. Wow. That he had got gotten that night, and 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 here's the interesting thing about it is what we did was after we shot that Fleur video there, the next night. I believe it was the next night we wanted to get something for scale, right? Right. Well, who are we going to send out on the beach, right? <laughs> <laughs> so naturally, Adam volunteered. Oh, cool. And okay. And so, I mean, keep in mind, it's, 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 it's pitch black. It's February. It's freezing. But we need some scale. Right. We need some scale on that thing, right? And then Adam was the tallest guy on the ship, right? And I think Adam's like six one or whatever. Yeah. So I remember that night we took, was taking Adam over there to drop him off on the beach, you know, because it was a long way. And all we had for night vision, all we had was the TK, the scout, the flirt, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, dude, after a hundred yards, I mean that thing is negligible, right? Okay. But we wanted to get Adam on the beach, and so we got Adam on the beach over there, and when they were dropping Adam off on the beach, they were shining the spotlight up in that area there and they actually caught some eye shine in there. And Adam's go, bloody hell, I did some eye shine up there. <laughs> I love his imitation. Anyways, oh no, yeah, so so anyways, but he's like, um, oh whatever. So but he got he got off the boat. He they dropped him off and they got off and he, they came back about fifty yards and and whatnot. And 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 so we're watching there and then he heard a growl. Ooh. And then it's like, but anyways, what we 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 couldn't get the flur that night because it was raining and shit and all that kind of stuff. But anyways, he was willing to, you know, willing to risk his life and all that kind of stuff. But he did get some ice shot. He got some ground. We got his ass off the beach, and then finally the next day went out there. And then we did a recreation up at uh, called Blind Channel. And Adam, I have it on video. But anyways, we tried to scale it, you know, to about the same yardage and everything. And so uh, they're they're quite comparable. But anyways, that 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 was my eye shine story. So. so did you get did you get an idea of the scale of the object, uh, the creature? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. And, and, you know, I'm not a really tech guy, so I don't know how to, like, split screens. But here's the thing. Um, the only difference, the only difference between the two is Adam, Adam, I think, w was a little bit closer. 
Oh, but okay. he, he's he, a little bit closer. And I mean, like maybe, you know, it's negligible, right? It, because we we're trying to space it out because we didn't have a GPS. So we didn't figure exactly. But when you put the two together, the only difference between Adam and the figure that you're seeing there is Adam was thinner oh, and okay. he was shorter. Mm. So from that, we deduced that whatever was on the beach that night based on because it was a farther distance. You know, had to be, you know, seven to seven and a half feet tall. Wow. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, so we did our best on that. But we sat on this stuff because we don't know what to do with it. You know, you really can't tell what it is. We're not going to make any claims. But I will tell you this. Here we are in this little channel, little inlet in the middle of February at 1044 at night. It's uh, roughly – it was either 17 or 27 degrees. It was freezing. And the only way you're going to get in on there is boat or airplane. What's a guy doing walking around on the beach, right? Yeah. How'd he get there? What's he doing? Why would he be there? Yeah, and probably Shaq wasn't up there hanging out on the beach. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> no, 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 dude. It was absolutely it was freezing miserable. Wow, that is so intense. So, yeah. what's next for extreme extreme expeditions northwest? What do you guys got going well, now? Well, here's what what we have going right now is. We did our uh, we did our Stevens County thing mm-hmm. after the uh, after the roundup, and I will tell you this: I, I can't say a lot about that. Sure, but we, we you know we shot a, another documentary film up there, and let me tell you, this place is incredible. Mm. Um, nice. We saw. I, I mean, I don't think I've the film. I I can't say a lot about it, but I will tell you this: uh, that w- uh, Will from Bigfoot of Stevens County. He's got that place nailed down. Mm-hmm. There's definitely something there. Um, we've got some great physical evidence as well as audio. Um, and it was an absolutely terrifying experience for a lot of the people that were there. <laughs> and it's going to make a great film. But, you know, honestly, I don't know what to do after that with this. I mean, with this deal. That's what we've got on there. And then I've got. Um, I don't, I don't think that I'm going to go back into Chatham, Alaska. Um, again, I think after being three times in there and after the fact, when we went there in 2019 and we shot the gig for the upcoming network show, we almost all died. I don't think I want to go back. And, Mm. um, particularly because there's just, you know, the thing with the Port Chatham deal, right. Mm -hmm. And especially in 2019, um, you know, we were always one in there and it was like, okay, we're going after the hairy man. And, but one of the, you know, half of the story is just the hairy man. Yeah. The other half of the story is about spirits. Oh. You know, it's, it's, it's about evil spirits and entities and things that also, you know, wreaked havoc on the people there. And I saw some things. Well, First of all, when I say that we barely got out of there with our lives, that is a true story, and I'm not kidding you, mm-hmm. because there was something going on when we were there, because here we are. Port Chatham is known as a little sheltered bay, and you're going in there, and that's where people anchored, and it was safe. Every single time we tried to get off that boat to go over to film, we would get 70-mile-an-hour gale winds that would come down. We had five, six, 
foot swells. Jeez. Our boat almost swamped. We're in a 12-foot Zodiac. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It was like it was everything is you weren't supposed to be there. And then when we were shooting the film, we spent more time in the old town of Portlock than we ever had before. Usually we'd just go through there. Mm-hmm. But we were there for like hours, you know, because we're like shooting this show, right? And right. you got to – so we're there. For, well, I saw some things that I don't ever want to see again. Oh, okay. Th- that weren't – that were not – that were not – I could not – they were not – the physical presence of a beast. They were like an experience of something right out of the evil dead. Oh, geez. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. Ever seen the movie. Yeah. You know, that deal where like the shit's rushing through the woods at you and all you feel is a wind. <laughs> yeah. That's creepy. So we got another yeah. phone call um, and we got about five minutes left of the show. So let's get to the phone call quick. Cause there code five zero nine. You're on the air. Hi, this is Cameron. Hey, Hi, Cameron. Cameron. Go ahead. You got hey, a question? So, um, yeah, I do. Um, and it kind of cues into what you were just, he had just uh, stopped talking about. Sure. I was just wondering if there was anything um, that he had seen, if there was, uh, that led him to think that um, Bigfoot had like some supernatural abilities or powers or something like that, you know, kind of just like yep. um, footsteps that should, um, a footstep trail that should continue, but stop, um, you know, seeming like trees that might be too thin to hide a Sasquatch, but still are hiding one. Okay. That sort of thing. Sure. Let's ask him. What do you think? Steve? Man, I'll, I'll tell you what, that guy, I wish we had another half hour. Because yeah. that is the question I've been waiting for all night long. Because up and up until recently, I I you know I never really bought into that kind of deal, right? This mm-hmm. uh, supernatural kind of thing. Sure. But after our last mm-hmm. trip into Port Chatham, Alaska, definitely so. Mm-hmm. Um, I witnessed that kind of stuff where there was like physical mass that would move trees, but I couldn't see it. Oof. But it was coming towards me. Um, and also, most recently in our expedition up there to Stevens County, there is de- that's definitely not just a lone creature. There is something supernatural about that, in my mm. opinion. Wow. Because everything that you've asked, if I've ever seen, that is what we saw and experienced up there tracks that appear and then go nowhere. Things moving through the trees, but you can't see it, but it has mass. You know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. 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 I I was doing some thinking about the time that I was chased by what I think were to be multiple Sasquatch. And that was during the day. And I don't really remember those trees being that wide. Like if something that big shouldn't have been able to hide behind those trees. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? It just, it just doesn't make sense. Well, if I can, here's, but you know, I, 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 I want to know, I want answers, right? Here's one thing that I mm-hmm. found that is consistent with what you're describing there, my friend, is areas where you are, Sasquatch resides that also used to be either a sacred ground or a burial ground or something of that nature. Right. That's where I find that kind of okay. stuff. It, 
in the two incidences, that's where I find that consistent. And and I think that if I delve into where we were at up in Stevens County, that it's either a traditional or historical burial site of some sort. Very cool. Well, thank you, Cameron, for your call. We're we're just about out of time, yeah, we brother. Go. <laughs> so thanks again for calling, yep. buddy. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, I, Stephen, I want to make sure that you have uh, some time to let people know how to keep in touch with what you guys are doing. So do you, you want to give people the websites and such? Oh, sure. Um, our website is uh, www.exnorthwest.com, where we will have updates on the things that we're doing. You can also check out our YouTube channel, which is Extreme Expeditions Northwest LLC, where we'll post videos uh you know, on things that we're doing. And I please, I do encourage you to check out our film in search of the Port Chatham Harry man on Amazon and Vimeo. If you really want to get a bird's eye view of what Port Chatham, Alaska looks like in the first team in the history of Bigfoot nest investigation to go in. It's a great film. It's not what you expect. If you're looking for an episode of finding Bigfoot, it ain't it, <laughs> but it's a great film. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for being here and being with us. Obviously, you're going to have to come back because yeah. there's so much ground left to cover. <laughs> I think more. we just scratched the surface. I, I hope you're you're agreeable to coming back. Oh, I'd love to come back. Okay. When I got something to say, you definitely I will. <laughs> awesome. That'll be wonderful, and we'll definitely look forward to that. And uh, thank you, everybody. We love you all. Be good, be kind, be nice. Take care of each other. Help each other out. Find the magic in every day. And remember to laugh when you can. All right, guys, have a great night.
sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and wagering week is your antidote. I'm Tom Barton, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 